0: Back for week three of More Than a Hashtag. Hey there, this is Patrick, and you're listening to Youth St. Stephen, a podcast produced by the Youth Ministries at St. Stephen Lutheran Church. Thanks for joining us today. We're so glad you're here with us. Now that summer is here, I have been shopping for some new sunglasses. And maybe this is strange, but while searching for a new pair of shades, I found myself spending a little too much time researching options for my sunglasses. I did, however, learn something interesting, polarized lenses. I don't know if you've ever noticed before, but some sunglasses advertise themselves as coming with special polarized lenses. And I never really knew much about what that meant, but now I do. Check this out. Imagine you're at a beach trying to gaze into the ocean, and all you've got is a cheap, you know, five below pair of sunglasses. I mean, they'll work, of course. You'll be able to see without squinting. But if you were wearing a pair of polarized sunglasses, why, that experience would be completely different. The experience would be so different that the view was so clear that you might wonder if you're actually wearing, like, uh, 4D glasses or something. I don't know. If you look down into the ocean, you'd be able to see several layers below the surface of depth that you would have never been able to see with regular non-polarized lenses. Now not not to sound, you know, fancy or whatever, but I think they're pretty cool. If a dolphin was to swim just below the surface of the water, a person wearing regular shades may not notice, but a person that wears polarized ones would see the dolphin clearly. So enough enough about those, but you know why why am I talking about sunglasses? There is a reason. I think when you compare the Bible And polarized lenses, stay with me, stay with me here, they're a lot of the same. So it's not easy to understand justice, right? Like we've been trying to do for the last few weeks. Trying to understand justice without the Bible is kind of like looking at the ocean with regular sunglasses. But when you seek to define justice from a biblical perspective, that is from something that the Bible says, it's like looking out onto the ocean with the best pair of polarized glasses that you can find. With the Bible, you can see layers below the surface of this conversation about justice. So let's stay with me here. Put on the polarized sunglasses and take a look at what God has to say to us today. Our world is not as it should be. There is pain, evil, and injustice all around us. In the age of social media, it's easier than ever to stay informed about all sorts of injustices. But is sending a tweet or posting a selfie or sharing a video about an inspiring cause really all it takes to make a difference in the world? Or is it possible that justice is about something much more than a hashtag? In this series, you'll be challenged to not just post about the injustices around you, but to actually do something about them by loving mercy, acting justly, and walking humbly. Welcome to More Than a Hashtag. What is justice? For the last two weeks, we've been reading a passage in the Bible I'd like us to revisit. It's Micah 6, verse 8. It goes, He has shown you, O mortal, what is good, and what does the Lord require of you? To act justly, and to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. Today, I want us to focus on two words from this passage, act justly. But again, what is justice? Defining justice can be hard. When we have conversations about it, it's not always easy to know what we're talking about. Whose definition of justice are we using? Who gets to decide what is just and what isn't? Here's a helpful definition that we've been using for the last couple weeks. It's based on something in the Bible, and I believe it sums up justice pretty well. Justice is righting wrongs or making wrong things right. In week one of our series, we talked about how justice is connected to the belief that we are all made in the image of God, created by him to do good works. We talked about who you are, a masterpiece, whose you are, God's child bought at a price, and why you're here, to join God on his mission to right wrongs. In week two of the series, we talked about how the world often looks at justice from a lens of retribution, where the punishment for an offense should fit the crime. But God's view of justice is deeper. His goal is mercy, restoration, and transformation. We've said that justice requires us to do something. We've said that justice requires us to do something. We've said that anytime people who bear the image of God, who are mistreated, ignored, and oppressed, it's an injustice that must be made right. We've said that fighting for justice requires a partnership with God, the God of justice. And now today, we're talking about the what and the how of justice. When we read the Bible, God provides us with polarized lenses to help us see clearly what justice should look like. And the Bible, it has a lot to say on the subject. I'm going to read a series of scripture passages to you. It's it's not a lot, but it's not super short either. Just try to listen closely. And if something sticks out to you, take a note, write that down in case you have questions. We'll talk more about each of them in a little bit. I'm going to start off with Micah 6, 6 through 8. All of these passages, with the exception of Micah, are going to come from the Living Bible. Micah 6, 6 through 8 is going to come from the New International Reader's Version. With what shall I come before the Lord and bow down before the exalted God? Shall I come before him with burnt offerings, with calves a year old? Will the Lord be pleased with thousands of rams, with 10,000 rivers of olive oil? Shall I offer my firstborn for my transgression, the fruit of my body for the sin of my soul? He has shown you, O mortal, what is good, and what does the Lord require of you? To act justly, and to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. James 1, verse 22. And remember, it is a message to obey, not just to listen to. So don't fool yourselves. James 1, 27. The Christian who is pure and without fault, from God the Father's point of view, is the one who takes care of orphans and widows, and who remains true to the Lord, not soiled and dirty by his contacts with the world. Psalm 82.3 Give fair judgment to the poor man, the afflicted, the fatherless, the destitute. Zechariah 7.9-10 Then this message from the Lord came to Zechariah. Tell them to be honest and fair and to not take bribes and to be merciful and kind to everyone. Tell them to stop oppressing widows and orphans, foreigners and poor people, and to stop plotting evil against each other. Proverbs 31.8. You should defend those who cannot help themselves. Amos 5.24. I want to see a mighty flood of justice, a torrent of doing good. According to scripture, orphans and widows should not be in distress. The weak and the fatherless should not be taken advantage of. Mercy and compassion should be shown to the poor and the oppressed. No one should be exploited by the powerful. No one should be voiceless and unheard. The refugee should be welcomed and given refuge. But you and I aren't usually as passionate about these subjects as God is, are we? We're not always very motivated to care about these issues. Some of these passages might make some of us uncomfortable or angry. You might think, wait, wait, what is God telling us to do? That can't be right. If justice is about righting wrongs, we sometimes need to begin by righting the wrongs in our own hearts. Sometimes the fight for justice begins with confronting and uprooting the sins of greed, pride, lust, adultery, and hardened hearts, which can all cloud our vision of justice. I have come to see questions about suffering in the world, not so much as questions about God's character, but as questions about the obedience and faith of God's people. Gary Hogan, president of International Justice Mission. When it comes to justice, God has given us responsibility. As we've learned so far, our responsibilities are to do something, to love mercy, and to act justly. That is our act of obedience toward God. So if you want to do justice, act justly. But how? You know, God's word speaks about helping orphans, widows, the poor, the oppressed, the weak, the fatherless, and the foreigner. It's a lot of people. But exactly what are we supposed to do? I'm going to give you three different steps that you can use to help in that process. Level one, physical. One of the first steps that we can take toward justice is to help meet people's physical needs. What are some ways we can do that? Well, handing out food, water, or hygiene bags to the homeless or those in need. Serving food at a local soup kitchen. Delivering food to families in need during the holidays. Rallying friends, family, and the church to provide free school supplies. And coordinating a Christmas toy drive; Those are just a couple ways. Level two, relational. Sometimes when we think about justice, all we think about is meeting physical needs. But justice is so much more than giving people clothes or money or food. Justice can mean giving the gift of relationships to others or it can mean giving the gift of relationships to someone else or leveraging our relationships for justice work. So what are some ways we can do that? Well, making weekly visits, not just a one-time visit, weekly visits to the elderly, sick, or bedridden. Sharing a meal with a person who is homeless instead of just serving the meal. Teaching English as a second language classes to new immigrants who need assistance. Volunteering at a church or local organization as a mentor. Identifying a justice need you want to learn more about and find a mentor who can help guide you and educate you in that area educating your friends, family, and a circle of influence on a particular justice issue that needs attention and action. And level three, systemic. While so much can be done for justice on through one-to-one interaction, local projects, and short-term initiatives, fighting for justice often requires a much deeper dive into the systemic, deeply rooted issues that cause injustice on a large scale. That might require political involvement, activism, protests, and, of course, consistent and focused prayer. What are some ways we can do that? Well, participate in a march, peacefully protest, boycott oppressive or unjust businesses and facilities, campaign by writing letters, making phone calls, and reaching out to representatives in the government who can legislate change. Use your voice. As soon as you are old enough to vote, do it. Pray for change and for wisdom to know how to move in accordance with God's mission. So looking back on this list, take a minute. What did you learn about acting justly from going through these different levels? Which of these things might you do or try? And how can you engage in justice now? Keep learning. I know some of the things we talked about today might sound difficult or overwhelming, but I believe God has equipped you to do hard things. This week, I want to challenge you to challenge yourself to get more educated on one issue that we talked about today, something that matters to you personally or the people around you. Find resources like books, podcasts, or TED Talks that go in line with the topic you're interested in or follow in prominent people who speak out on social media to gain some insight into the issues. Look for experts or insiders who are directly affected by certain issues and befriend them. Ask for permission to hear their stories, and when you do, take the posture of a humble listener who wants to be more educated on how to be an ally. Don't be afraid to ask questions, but make sure you find a safe person who will always allow you to ask questions, even questions that might seem silly. Tell them you're learning and ask for grace. Get out from behind your computer screen or your phone and get off that couch. God has called you to join him on an incredible mission. Through him, you are more powerful than you know. Remember the boy with the loaves and the fish? He had so little. But Jesus multiplied what he had in order to meet the needs of thousands of people. So do something. Love mercy. Act justly. You have no idea how much God can do through you. Well, hey there, you're still listening. You are the true MVP. Give yourself a nice pat on the back. We, as a ministry for today's youth, pour our heart into these episodes. And when someone goes all in and listens to everything we've got, it makes our heart shine. So thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, share it with a friend. Send them a text or a snap. And feel free to post us on your story. Let us know what you thought about today's episode. You can send us an audio message on Anchor. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks again for joining in and spending some time together. We can't wait to see you again. Check out what else we've got for you at saintstephenorg youth. And remember, God loves you no matter what. See you soon.